Hi everyone, I'm Bianca Chan and welcome to The Buzz from Bank Automation News, where we explore how automation technology is transforming the banking industry. This is our weekly wrap for what's happening in the industry this week. And before beginning, I'd like to give a big thanks to our BAN sponsor and advertiser, MX. Thank you so much for your support. I'm pleased to be joined by Lorraine Lawson, Associate Editor at Bank Automation News. It is March 12th, 2021, and here are the biggest news items from our editorial team this week. Lorraine, uh, I know you covered a couple of uh, funding rounds, some big, some small. Um, tell me what you learned uh, from your conversation with WorkFusion's CEO. Yes, WorkFusion uh, just raised $220 million to expand its research and development into cloud-based automation, artificial intelligence, and working on using AI to create a no-code solution. Mm -hmm. um, this is for them, uh, there was a huge funding round, <laughs> obviously, in Series F, and it was led by Georgian, which is a Toronto-based fintech investment firm that specializes in data being used in trustful ways. Mm. Previously, they had raised $121.3 million in six funding rounds. So this is huge news for them. Oh, yeah. This one blew all the others combined out of the water. Yeah. Um, their customer base includes Deutsche Bank, Scotiabank, and Carter Bank and Trust. Uh, and they said that they talked about their AI platform. It's, it's one that watches what workers do to learn from them how to automate the routine. So that's how they tie in with automation. Uh, that's a huge trend we've seen with like process discovery and um, having that kind of like big brother technology type uh, <laughs> um, surveillance that we've kind of seen in the past. Um, I think culturally speaking, do you think that bank employees have kind of gotten over that idea of, you know, always being watched to optimize processes or like, what do you think that's playing out at banks like? I, what I hear over and over from people is that people are very scared about the technology when it first comes on board. They're, they're, you know, we think about robots and we think about the Terminator or something, but it, when they see the reality, they often like it uh, because it automates things that were really repetitive, um, that, you know, maybe were being outsourced even to other countries because it was a low tech level task, really, that you're just typing in, doing data entry, basically, or cutting and pasting, um, so that employees end up liking automation. Mm -hmm. And so this move uh, further into cloud and AI, um, was that surprising to you, or is that kind of expected? I know you've been covering a lot of uh, the intersection between automation and AI specifically, and uh, we've, co we've covered some news around cloud computing and automation as well. I mean, what's your take there? Is that the natural kind of progression for WorkFusion to go? Well, they already are cloud-based, so it's more for them about diving deeper into cloud-based and AI. They think they can go further and, and increase their speed and reduce their cost. Um, so, you know, what is it? The, the chips become twice as fast every so many years. Um, yeah. Was that Moore's Law? Anyway, uh, I can't remember what it's called right now, but, you know, so looking at that kind of process for technology, you know, how I think we'll see more of that, like how can we leverage AI to be quicker and cheaper? Mm -hmm. And you covered another, um, another partnership um, with some investment involved um, with ING and Flowcast. Tell us about that. 
So ING uh, has entered a partnership with Flowcast and they're, they're piloting a new platform that will basically automatically underwrite loans on an ongoing basis. So they'll constantly assess loans to see if they're in danger of default or to see if the credit rating has changed on that loan holder. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, <laughs> talk about big brother. But, uh, <laughs> but the, the goal is actually sort of good to help keep people from defaulting on their loans because as the spokesperson said, it's a relatively inefficient and broken process we have now where a loan defaults, then it goes into collection, the bank isn't happy, the lender isn't happy. So if they can catch them earlier in the process of, of uh, their financial struggles, they can help restructure the loans or offer them other options other than defaulting. So you know, it's an interesting in, pilot. Yeah, in theory, that makes complete sense to me. But practically speaking, I mean, they're continuously kind of monitoring or underwriting the loan. How often is that data that they're underwriting, how often is it being updated? You know, like if they're getting data from the credit bureaus, let's say, and that's and that's updated, who knows how, how often, but let's say at that best, like a, a daily, um, you know, what, what are the, what's the return on, on that sort of uh, continuous uh, monitoring? Well, actually, as I understand it, they'll use transactional data that the bank already has. And that actually is a pretty wealthy um, store of data mm -hmm. that often is underutilized by banks. So, it, you know, I assume it won't be hitting, I, I didn't ask them, I should have asked them if they would be hitting those credit reports. But what I gathered from my interview with him was they were actually using instructional data and then financial accounting data helped inform the logarithm. I see, that makes a lot more sense. So let's say like if I had a loan out with bank A uh, and they see that in my checking account, I'm like withdrawing the amount and maybe I'm going overdraft or you know those funds are kind of getting drawn out. Um, they might be able to, to connect some dots and say, hey, she might not be able to make her payment this month. Right, and it's important to remember this is a pilot. So I'm sure there'll be some things for them to work through as they do it. But as part of that partnership, ING did uh, give the company an additional $3 million. So the FinTech startup has now raised over 14.2 million. That's in seven funding rounds counting ING's donation. Nice, and is this uh, ING, is this the first time the bank is investing in Flowcast or, or not? Well, I'm glad you asked that. <laughs> no, it is not. They have invested more than 20 million in Flowcast. They actually led its Series A funding round. So that's a, that's a deep partnership there. Interesting, cool. Uh, I've also covered a funding round this week, um, right in between, right in between the amounts of yours. It was uh, this accounting uh, and bookkeeping automation startup called Zenny. They automate a lot of like um, CFO related services. So like bill, pay, invoice, receipt, re reconciliation, um, budgeting. Uh, they also incorporate some AI to provide some like uh, art of, like AI driven insights on this dashboard um, for you know more real time data uh, and reporting. So they raised 13.5 million in their series A. Um, and it's quite a, an interesting space. So they, their customers are other startups. Um, and when you think about the market opportunity for you know, 
uh, startups with a, a small number of employees, they outsource a lot of their uh, accounting uh, services to other firms. And so when you think about it, uh, and I did a little bit of reporting um, through some reports and, and uh, other research out there, it seems like a decently big uh, market opportunity. Um, I mean, if you if you think about it, I think one, by one account, it was like the global accounting services uh, market will hit like 573 billion this year. So thinking about kind of the space to grow. So that's kind of where the, the CEO's head was at thinking about, um, you know, growing at scale, but also gro growing gracefully. So looking at building out their product and technology teams with the new money, um, and then also uh, kind of building out their, their bench strength in terms of um, accountants and CFO um, uh, experts. So it's kind of, it'll be interesting to kind of watch their progress there. Obviously there's a lot of room to grow, uh, but it'd be interesting to keep up. It sounds like they're um, they're on track to grow actually quite a bit in the next year. I think they have they have more than 100 startup customers. Uh, processed more than 300 million transaction uh, volume in its first year, and they're expecting to more than triple that. Uh, they're expecting to process one billion uh, in the next 12 months. So that's based on the the scale at which they are, or the rate at which they are growing their customer base. Um, and then also the rate at which their customers are growing as well. Wow. You know, that at scale, I keep hearing that from these companies that it's important to grow at scale, that, you know, and that's that's a big data thing, being able to deal with that fast data, that unstructured data. Mm -hmm. You got to be, a, you know, be able to handle that sort of scale now. So yes. that and was you interesting. Don't grow too quickly. You kind of, you've seen that with some other companies where they've just, you know, have, haven't, a strong foundation and then they've kind of ballooned and then popped so um that's definitely something and i think automation definitely plays a role in that and kind of you know being able to develop and grow um produce products and services at scale um kind of leveraging the technology rather than needing to hire you know a whole new person to kind of take over a role sure mm -hmm. so what do you have on tap uh for next week well, next week, I'm going to be writing about mortgage lending and automating that. A uh, little news from, from that on that uh, front. And then I'm talking with Anoop Gala for our Premium Plus webinar. We're talking about ROI for automation and creating a dynamic customer experience. Very exciting. Well, we uh, have to keep our eyes peeled for that. I think that's a great place to wrap up. Thank you so much for joining us on the weekly wrap. Um, for more podcast content, check out bankautomationnews.com and search The Buzz from Bank Automation News on iTunes and Spotify. Thank you so much, Lorraine, and see you next week.